With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Buffalo. With me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan. Dylan, you make our return here. Uh, you and I have both been under the weather. Like, it just seems like it's, it's been alternating weeks here. And um, so, like, you know, neither of us have really had a voice at times. And it's just been like, and of course now, like, hey, I was great last week, you know. And then uh, this week, I'm like, oh, okay, well, a little bit, you know, under the weather again. But... We continue on because we are on to week 10 in the NFL. It's been a little while since we've done these picks, but uh, we're going to do our usual format, game of the week, betting locks, upsets, and then our quick picks for the rest of the games. But anything notable? Has, has anything happened in the NFL since the last time we recorded, Dylan? Just, like, not, not just, a, few, just a few things. We, we've still been making our, our picks offline, yeah. posting them online on our uh, Clutch Points' weekly prediction Um uh, article i think you've caught caught made some ground up i think i'm only up by a game if i'm not mistaken mm. on you now but yeah obviously a lot's happened um i mean this most recently obviously the cj stroud explosion only a couple of weeks ago the will levis explosion i'm sure that's been a hot topic for you there in, yeah. in nashville but um yeah it's been obviously a lot of fun stuff some uh separation of the contenders and the pretenders seen some teams that looked like they might stick around in the playoff race (coughs) off the rams um that uh, are not anymore um and some other teams that yeah have gotten humbled a bit i think we've seen uh you know since we last recorded i'm pretty sure at least in close to uh the time that the the niners have went on their little uh three-game losing streak obviously into their bye week see how they come out of it we're going to be talking about them right away here but yeah it's been um been a been a fun few weeks the ravens have kind of emerged as maybe one of the best teams in the league um and we knew they were going to be really good but man they've kind of taken it to another level um the bengals are back so yeah a lot, lot's happened <laughs> over the last few weeks there's it's been a fun time the rate we got a first coach fired obviously for the raiders that's been a uh, it's gonna be a fun story to follow as they Maybe they make the right hire this time, even if past precedent has shown that they continue to, to hire the wrong people. But hopefully for Raider fans, I know they're starving for a, for a winner, um, and they were excited just by the last game. So, yeah, a lot, lot happening um, over these yeah. uh, three weeks. No shortage of things that we could have talked about. But, yeah, now we're, now we're feeling well enough and, and have enough time here, not as busy as well. Um, so, yeah, it should be a fun week again. Listen, you're never 100% at this point in the season, whether you're on the field or off the field. And so, um, hey, we'll take it. 75%, uh, we're, we're good to go. So, all right, let's get to our picks here. As you said, it's gotten closer um, for us between some of these. We'll see about this week because I think there are some some weird games this week um, with some ones that I think could go either way. All right, we start our game of the week. We're going with one this week. 49ers are at the Jags. Niners are three-point favorites here despite losing three in a row. Um but yeah, this is an interesting setup in this one because like I went back and forth on this and I'm like, man, you know, Jags have actually been better on the road than at home. Uh, now opponent plays into that too. Of course they had the one game against the Texans and lost to the chiefs. Uh, but I don't know, Dylan, I think for me, the biggest thing is just as I'm researching this, I'm finding all these little things and I'm like, well, the biggest thing I always come back to is like the, <laughs> the Niners have lost three in a row. They can't possibly lose another game here. Uh, surely they're not going to lose four in a row. Um, it's possible, but I think I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt that the bye week helps them out a little bit. Uh, maybe they get some things sorted out here. Should be a good game, and that's why it's our game of the week. But I find it hard to pick against the Niners here because I feel like this is sort of maybe a, a bit of a reset for them um, after the bye. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be – I mean, there's a reason we put it as the game of the week. It's it's a clash that I think early in the season looked like it had some promise, but it's, it's only gained steam because of – what the Jaguars have been able to do this year, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball, third and DVOA. We've seen them just really uh, kind of overwhelm teams over the course of games. They're really balanced on that side of the ball. So I, I'm very excited to see that matchup for a, you know, a Niners offense that we saw struggle against Cleveland, put up some better 
uh, numbers and the other two losses just, you know, ran into a pretty tough Cincinnati unit that has kind of started to figure things out, obviously. And then the Vikings when they still had Kirk and that defense has been surprisingly good. I mean, they're 10th in DVOA in Minnesota. So you had this stretch of, of playing, you know, some better teams on that side of the ball. You see, um, even if the Bengals are still just on the outside of the top 10 there, um, you know, another tough matchup here. It is going three time zones. I know they have the bye week. I'm still going to pick the Niners like like you. Um, I, I, you know, I have a hard time just yeah seeing them losing four in a row. Um, I, I, we've seen some teams this year come off by weeks with pretty strong performances, the Cowboys against the, the Rams, um, a couple weeks ago. So we, we, yeah, we've seen teams come out fresh and I, you know, for the Jags, I, I still think though, it's going to be a, a heavyweight game. I just, it's still on the offensive side of the ball for them where haven't seen everything kind of click yet. Um, there's still a, a good offense, obviously, but it feels like there's still a, a higher, and it's an exciting thing for Jaguars fans, I think. It feels like there's still a higher ceiling for this team to reach, and maybe this is the week we see them put it together because, yeah, the Niners' defense has been really, in my opinion, the biggest culprit of what has happened in the last few weeks. I know a lot's been made about Brock Purdy. I, I think in some of the losses he's actually played some better games. Um, just some of the turnover-worthy plays that he was making before were actually cashed in. Um, it's the defense for the Niners has fallen all the way to 15th in DVOA. They're 25th against the run. I mean, it's 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 a it's surprising. It's not we're not something we're used to. But I think given the off week, um, some of it, if you depending on who you listen to, Richard Sherman, I know has talked about some of the schematic things he's been frustrated with from the Niners side. Maybe they figure some things out, get that side. I have a hard time believing they're a league average defense over the course of a whole year. I think they'll rebound and that will be the ultimate difference makers. San Francisco's defense doing enough to slow down a Jags offense. It still hasn't quite hit its top gear and the Niners pull out a close one, but yeah, it should be a really fun uh, matchup there. And it is always interesting when you're traveling that far and playing in Jacksonville, maybe early, sometimes scarier earlier in the year when it's a little bit hotter. Still going to probably be pretty warm, but it uh, should yeah. be a fun one. Yeah, those early games too, we always say. But I think that's the thing we said at the start of the season. The Niners went to Pittsburgh and played the Steelers. were like, well, you know, early game, start the season. A little bit different in week one, but, like, now it's, I yeah. don't know. There's always something to that. So we'll see. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think the Niners get back on track here. Should be a great game. Uh, two playoff teams certainly here. So, all right, to our betting locks. Been a while since we've won you some money and or most likely lost you some money. Uh, but don't worry, we're back to do it here again, as uh, as you'll see. The, the numbers on these are not the greatest. Uh, we're, we're not giving you the best number here in terms of uh, the number to bet, but we're going to do our best. I'm going to go with another team that I think should be able to bounce back, and that is the Buffalo Bills, who the Broncos on the road to play the Bills. That is the Monday night game. Um, Bills are favored by 7.5. You know, I'd love this a lot more if it was at 7, but even at 7.5, um, I'm going to take this one. I mean, it's if you look at the trend for the Bills over the past, what, six weeks? Win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. Uh, so back and forth, this will tell you that they should win this game uh, because they lost last week to the Bengals, of course. And I, the thing about this, though, Dylan, it, it makes it hard here is Every game for the Bills in this stretch has been close. Um, you go past the the game against the Dolphins, they won 48-20. Jaguars 25-20, they lost that one. They beat the Giants 14-9. Lost at New England 29-25. Beat Tampa Bay 24-18. Lost at Cincinnati 24-18. So, you know, hey, I'm going seven and a half here. <laughs> I mean, all these games have been, what, six points or less? And so... Um, I don't feel the greatest even against, you know, the Broncos. So yeah. I'll still pick the Bills, though. They're the best, I think, of the, the options that are available. Even with some of these lower spreads, these are games that feel like kind of toss-up games to me, so I didn't really want to go with any of those. But I feel like this is kind of that opportunity. Um, I don't want to necessarily compare this to the Raiders game early in the season. Of course, you remember the Bills started the season off, lost in overtime to the Jets, came back and just thrashed the Raiders by, you know, what, four touchdowns. Possible setup here. Um you know, Broncos, I know, or listen, I get it. They're on a two-game winning streak right now. Um, they beat the Packers. They beat the Chiefs. Had the off week. Um, I don't know. I, I just think this is primetime game. Give me the Bills by at least eight points here, uh, a seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, they're, they're bound to put it all together in a primetime game. The Bills have had, yeah, you mentioned some of those games. I mean, the, the Bucks game could have easily gone the other way, which – 
even though the Bills dominate, if you're watching most of that game, they dominated. And there took a bunch of crazy plays for Tampa just to get in that spot where they had that Hail Mary to almost win it. Obviously, the game against the Giants that they almost lose. So it's it's been kind of an interesting year, a frustrating year for Bills fans. And I, I know I was talking about the, the culprit for the Niners' three losses being their defense. I have to say the same for Buffalo. Their offense still second in DVOA, 17th on the other side of the ball. It's been a struggle. We, we've seen them just not been able to put it all together. They just look... Uh, a step behind. I mean, I, they had that one performance against the Dolphins um, where we were like, "Wow, this, this defense is ridiculous." Even though they, you know, they still put up some points, but they're able to slow them down in a big way. And it's just they have not been able to put that together week to week. I know they made some moves at the deadline to try to address the Tre'Davious White injury, and hopefully, we'll see if if Russell Douglas and that and that side is able to kind of stabilize things. But I still have those concerns yet. I, I agree. I think the Bills will – I think this is the game where they finally um, – I mean, when they have won in some cases outside of those – you know, a couple of those closer ones, but some of the early season games they won, they've really just dominated some teams um, on their early three-game winning streak after the, the week one loss. I think that we're going to see that more of that version of the Bills, and it's partially because I, I know that they just held the Chiefs under 10 points. Uh, I still don't think – Denver's defense, despite that performance, did not – um, exactly move up uh, the ranks are still the worst DVOA defense in the league I have a hard time seeing Josh Allen and the Bills not finding a little more balance um, maybe hopefully if they do fall behind early not you know it's, this is something we've kind of seen with Buffalo where they get be, I mean, it's beyond pass happy um, with their approach and They've been able to run the ball pretty well, so maybe stick to that sometimes, even if you fall behind. But I, yeah, I think this is one where I, I maybe, maybe Denver, unlike what we just said for some of the other teams coming off a of bye week, I think the bye week for Denver came at the wrong time yeah. after they just won two in a row. I think um, on a Monday night in Buffalo, I have a hard yeah. I think the Bills won by two scores, so that should give you the cover of the spread there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If they had played this game last week, maybe a little more interesting. Um, bye week, I feel like it just kind of halts the momentum for the Broncos, and so. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. But, uh, yeah, give me the Bills uh, minus 7.5 here. All right, easily in the history of our podcast, it's going to be one of, one of the highest points. <laughs> points are especially for the betting lock. Like, uh, I don't know, it's hard to – I'm trying to think. Maybe remember when the Dolphins were just, just horrible. Yeah. I, I specifically remember back to that Ravens-Dolphins game, which I don't remember what the line was. But, the, you know, all those that year, as we said, we were going against the Dolphins. Those spreads were just ridiculous, but we kept picking against them. It kept working until they finally turned things around. Uh, we'll see if that happens here in this one. Giants at the Cowboys. Dylan's betting lock of the week. The Cowboys are 16-and-a-half point favorites uh, at home in this one against the Giants, who, you know, anything and everything going wrong for the Giants uh, at this point. Uh, Daniel Jones out for the year. Torn ACL. And, yeah, I mean, they just – there's not a lot of positive momentum for the Giants right now, and that is putting it nicely. Uh, meanwhile, the Cowboys – I know they lost that game to the Eagles, but I'll tell you, I just I tend to get more and more impressed with the Cowboys each week, and I know you know that can kind of come back to bite you sometimes, especially <laughs> when you get to the playoffs. But Dak is Dak's playing well, and you know they're starting to do th- some things offensively. I think that, and you know, I look, I think you'd certainly look at the the game against the Eagles for like as a missed opportunity based on um, yeah. you know what what you were doing there and those things. But you know, since that loss to the Forty Nineers, I think the Cowboys have played. Much, much better. Uh, again, missed opportunity against the Eagles. But, man, you look at the schedule and the way this thing sets up for the Cowboys here, and I know we're kind of going beyond this, but, like, what do you say about the Giants right now? Play the Giants this week. They go to the Panthers next week. They get the Commanders. Um, wow. That's on Thanksgiving. Seahawks at home. Rather, Commanders at home. Seahawks at home. Eagles at home. So that's their next five games. I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say they're probably going to be the favorite in all those games. The Eagles will be close. But – you kind of look at the setup now for the Cowboys. Boy, this thing, uh, you know, could get very interesting. Now, after that, they go to the Bills and the Dolphins, and they got the Lions in there. But um, still, I think, again, even for a team coming off a loss, feel pretty good about the Cowboys. Giants, of course, completely different story. Yeah, it's a much tougher four-game streak uh, game of coming up, like you just mentioned. But, yeah, these next four look pretty juicy at the very least. Um, I know we'll, I'll talk about Seattle a little bit. Um, I know they're a, a team with a winning record along there, but a little different than the other uh, ones you mentioned. But yeah, in this one, man, I, it's more as much as it is about Dallas looking better. I, yeah, like you mentioned, I, I easily they probably feel like they could have won that game. They've dominated some teams lately. The defense 
has found a rhythm. It's it's just it's tough. We knew that they kind of got if they had faced the Eagles just a little bit earlier, might have been a different story. But Philly um, the week before I really thought that they kind of started putting things together on the offensive side. Some of the frustrating parts of of their play kind of started dissipating back to maybe an evolved team from what they were a year ago, but still a really high high powered unit. And sure enough, it ended up just being enough to, to get Dallas. But they still had a shot there. I, I think the, the Cowboys are a really good team. But it's mostly, in this case, for my block, it's all about the Giants. They are yeah. – man, that, that was a pitiful performance against the Raiders. I know the Raiders were very motivated after uh, the firing of Josh McDaniels and all the pent-off uh, angst that that team had going into that game. But, man, the Giants still just don't look like a – like an, uh, you know, they they just look like they're not quite on the same level of play as some of these other teams in the NFL. So I, I just see the Cowboys taking their anger out on what just happened with them uh, falling to Philly, and I think they just completely dominate here. Probably wouldn't be such a high spread, and I probably wouldn't be so confident if Daniel Jones was healthy, or if even Tyrod Taylor is healthy, but they, they are not. Um, so the, the, with the Tommy DeVito show, Jacob Eason signed, not really you know, see how it all goes there. But regardless of who's there, I think this Cowboys defense is going to force some turnovers. If you got Cowboys defense in fantasy, that's as surefire as, uh, of a play as you could get. But, yeah, I, I'll go with Dallas winning this game. I'm going to grab the spread now in case it moves up even uh, higher at 16.5. I think that that if it had been 17 also, I might have been like, oh, but that, that two touchdowns and a field goal looks pretty good to me. Yeah, that's a good segue because fantasy is going to actually tie this game and the next game uh, together. Uh, somehow, Dylan, uh, you know, we always kind of try to throw in some nuggets about our fantasy teams and the moves we've made uh, throughout the year. Of course, we don't have the Clutch Points League this year, but in the family league, somehow, Dylan, <laughs> I am now starting three Cowboys, Dak Prescott, oh, the Cowboys defense, and Brandon Aubrey, the kicker. And I'm also somehow starting three Lions. And, yes, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm I'm now – having to start David Montgomery, who should be returning this week, Jameer Gibbs, so I've got both of those guys, oh my gosh. and Amon Ross St. Brown. So I've got the three top offensive weapons for the Lions. Somehow uh, I've, I've managed to put this together on my roster, and this is all through uh, people dropping guys inexplicably. Now, the one thing I'm going to add to this is I may have another Cowboy uh, joining the mix. It's going to be a former Cowboy. Somebody inexplicably dropped Dalton Schultz, and we'll get to the Texans oh, in a minute. But – if I put him in there, I mean, we've just got, like, a reunion here of Cowboys, Lions. Like, it's the ultimate Thanksgiving feast on my fantasy team right now. Um, but speaking of the Lions, that's why we're going to them next. Because I tell you all that to let you know that the Lions are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road to play the Chargers, uh, which, as we always know, never really a true road game there. But um, I'm going to pick against my, my fantasy lineup here and actually go with the Chargers as my upset of the week. I, I don't have a... I don't know. I mean, look, the Lions are coming off a bye. Uh, Chargers, you know, get a win against the Jets, which, I mean, let's call it what it is. The Jets offensively are a challenge right now. Um, you know, it's just a lot to, to be desired there for sure. But this feels like, I mean, it's interesting to think about the Chargers and kind of where they are right now. Um, it's an important game for the Chargers. And so I, yeah. I, I tend to look at this and sort of think, all right, I know they're dealing with injuries too, um, but – it's a big one. I mean, they're they're back to four and four now. You know, they were two and four. They won a couple in a row. Back to four and four, and I do think this is a very important. Where I mean, not to say it's not important for the Lions. I mean, they're at six and two, but um, I'm going to give the Chargers a nod in, nod in this one because I think it's every game's important, but I think this one's a little more important to the Chargers, and I think they come out and find enough here uh, to sneak by and get the win, but. I don't know, man. It's it's hard picking against the Lions these days, which think about it. How many times have we said that before in the history of the podcast? Um, really hard to pick against the Lions. But, yeah. man, they're, they're playing good football and coming off a bye. Should be healthy, ready to go again if Montgomery comes back. Um, but I, I'm going to take the Chargers here with just a chance. You talk about a schedule. Man, the Lions after this game, they get the Bears, the Packers, the Saints, <laughs> the Bears, the Broncos, the Vikings, they the Cowboys, and then the Vikings. They don't need this one, but, man, they, they might be looking at the, the Niners' losing streak and some of the tough games the Eagles have coming up and thinking thinking big things, not just yeah. division. They might be thinking more. Yeah. So, I, it's a, no, the Chargers do need it more, like you mentioned. Even despite winning their last two games, I think their playoff odds um, by DVOA uh, projections are still in the 33% range because the AFC is just obviously so stacked, uh, the AFC North in particular, but we've talked about the Bills still in that kind of range. The Texans now kind of frisky, obviously, but really the whole AFC North 
has made this kind of complicated. And yeah, it's a, it's a game for sure that the Chargers need more. And I think it will be a really fun game. This was like a borderline game of the week kind of candidate, I think, with the, with Justin Herbert, with the way he's kind of played the last couple of weeks. Um, not that, you know, the Jets defense did slow them down in some moments. And I, I do have concerns that the Lions defense has looked pretty good at at times this year, they're not that far behind in some of the advanced numbers. Um, maybe, uh, honestly, a little better against the run, but not as uh, quite as good of a pass defense. So maybe that's one area where the Chargers can kind of exploit them. And I, I do think the Chargers' offense has figured some things out, and they know who they are. They're they're still going to be a team that's going to rely on Herbert's arm. It's going to even if it gets frustrating in short yardage in the red zone. It's just a matter of fact that this team is not going to be. Even if they run the football in spurts at times, well, it's not going to be consistent, especially in those crucial short yardage situations. And I, it's just, man, I've I've fallen for this too many times, and I I, I just. <laughs> I think the Lions are just a really good team. I know that they've, you know, they had that game against the Ravens, but I think the Ravens are playing as well as anyone. Um, they should have beaten the Raiders by a lot more than twelve. That that game was uh, interesting and in kind of the way it played out. A lot of missed opportunities there. I just think the Lions are really good. I know they've they haven't played necessarily the toughest schedule um, after those first couple games against the Chiefs and Seahawks. So. It's hard to look at the the list of wins and feel like they've really beaten a good team. Maybe this will be more of a signature win for them. Um, like you mentioned, yeah, uh, we've seen the Lions fans traveling to other parts of the country. I, I, I imagine it'll be similar here in L.A. on Sunday. Should be Yeah, it should be a fun one, but I'm going to stick with the Lions. Finding a way, I just think they're a better team, even if I think that the Chargers still have the, what it takes to win this game. There's a reason the spread's so low, and if Herbert goes off, um, could be. I think this is the kind of game that might be one of those that goes right down the wire where we're seeing whoever has the ball last kind of being the team that's going to win the game. Yeah, it's an interesting landscape in this this era when you feel like you trust the Lions much more than you trust the Chargers. Um, <laughs> you know, because you always talked about the Chargers losing games the way they had. The Lions were kind of in that boat too. Um, you know, for for a while there, but yeah, they they've definitely turned a corner and should be a fun game here i mean this is you know this could have been another kind of game of the week type scenario just given yep. i think the excitement on on both sides here heading into this one all right next game saints uh another upset this is gonna be your upset uh, of the week here saints are two and a half point favorites on the road against the vikings i'm already rethinking this one uh i'm gonna pick the saints <laughs> like but I'm, I'm tempted to make this another upset but you're gonna pick the vikings as your uh upset point spread wise here two and a half uh for them i yeah I don't. I don't trust the Saints. I, I'm sorry. It, it's still kind of one of those where they've been pretty good on the road. But um, who am I to doubt Josh Dobbs at this point? I mean, <laughs> that's that's really what this comes down to. Like, take everything I say about the Saints, throw it out. They're going against Josh Dobbs, and the guy just comes in and does his thing. Just a you know unbelievable debut there uh, for the Vikings uh, against the Falcons, and so. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot of confidence in this one. I, I went with the Saints just because I, I still think they're the better team. But, um, man, I don't know. Vikings, they got a little momentum here. Uh, and, look, they're, they're, it's interesting to think, right? I feel like a couple weeks ago we're looking at this and we're like, man, the Vikings are just, you know, all right, time to sell everybody and head into next season and Cousins will be gone. Let's, I don't know, let's trade Justin Jefferson. Let's just yeah. let's just get rid of this whole thing. Well, <laughs> since then, they've won four in a row. They're five and four. Um, and firmly in a spot to make the playoffs. So, yeah, this is a um, much more interesting game. It looked like it would be several weeks ago, but uh, I'll stick with the Saints. You can have this as your upset. Yeah, I'd feel a little better if, if Justin Jefferson was returning this week. I know the, the, the reports yesterday said he's unlikely to come back. But, mm. yeah, I just, I've been impressed by what the Vikings have put together with and without Cousins, um, especially on defense. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, they're up to 10th in total DVOA on that side of the ball, not something I had any um, idea was going to occur. Saints, not surprisingly, ninth on that side. So, I mean, they're neck and neck there. Um, even though the Saints are a little bit higher in total DVOA, the Vikings have an edge on the offensive side. And I just thought that, yeah, with you know, Dobbs was putting together some decent performances before in Arizona. You know, was you know, even if they kept losing games, it did feel like you know we knew that that, that team was in a, a rebuild and was trying to make the most with a lot of things that aren't the same as what they are in Minnesota. And yeah, I think with a week of practice now, getting to be even more acclimated. Um, this game being in Minnesota too play a factor in my uh, kind of thinking here. I, I, it's just a a weird one where the Saints are – we've seen them play well against um, some teams that are maybe more subpar, but I just consistently have not 
felt like I can uh, yet rely on them to, to really put it all together against teams that are at least in the middle of the pack. I go back to that Texans game where they only put up 13 points. Uh, the way they played against the Bucks and they got blown out at home. They just they've been one of the more uh, maybe a high variance is kind of the way to put it. Where I just don't know on the offense side in particular defense. I feel like they're going to be fine um, and will at least keep them in this game. But ultimately, I'm, I'm going with I'm just riding the riding the wave the, the Dobbs wave. You know, he he posted that, that TikTok of with his face on the the guy flying through the air in the, cre- the old Thanksgiving Creed um, that, uh, famous video. Once he did that, you know, you can't really doubt that magic that he's got going so i'll go with the vikings and uh you know for all the unlucky things that happened for them early in the year like you mentioned four game winning streak it's all flipped um i'll, I'll go with them continuing to be lucky and getting some home cooking here to, to find a way to beat the saints a team that yeah an offense i just am not yet to i'm, I'm re- not ready to believe that the saints offense is gonna be able to consistently put up 20 plus points a game and i, I think this is a game where they fall again back to earth and we see that that variance continue to hurt them yeah um yeah, I mean, it's like you should be riding the spaceship with Josh Dobbs because uh, I remember you know, he's at Tennessee. I actually interviewed him. I think it was his maybe been junior, senior year at Tennessee, and the whole interview was just about you know him, you know, majoring in aerospace engineering. And yeah, it was just such a fascinating. Like, it wasn't even about football. Yeah. It was just like all about that. I was just so fascinated by that. And oh, wow. um, yeah, the spaceship has taken off uh, for Josh Dobbs in Minnesota. So. There you go. There's a pick on that one. All right, to our quick picks we go, and we'll uh, go through these quickly here as we jump into a Thursday night game. Panthers at the Bears. Wow. Uh, although last time the Bears were on Thursday night, they, they really delivered a performance, so uh, maybe we shouldn't be too down on this game. But, yeah, Panthers at the Bears. Bears are four-point favorites here. I guess the you know the big story on this one, Justin Fields and his status. Um, I guess, Dylan, do we, do we know anything – certain yet it, i know he's been limited to practice it's a little early in the week this is the kind of thing where we'll be we'll be finished this recording and then next thing problem. we know they'll they'll announce there the last thing i see is a, an article that says sounds like he won't play but okay. uh that, that's not exactly monday and yeah. tuesday so we'll see um again a short week he probably plays with sunday short week maybe they're like hey we'll hold off and i mean i hate to say it but it is the panthers too where it's like hey do you feel like you can get by one more game um because it's not like I mean, he's looked pretty good at times. I know he threw the interceptions yep. last week, but he's shown, you know, certain things. And, again, against the Panthers, which is a better matchup, maybe you feel like you can get by with that one because, you know, it's not like either team's playing for a playoff spot at this point. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm going Bears here. I don't care who's the quarterback. I mean, the Panthers have just been – they've just been a mess. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I'll i go with the Bears. Not a lot of trust in either team, but the Bears are the home team, and – Hey, they've been they've been spectacular on Thursday night football so far. So give me the Bears. It's not it's not often when you can play against a team and win and improve your chances at the number one pick. But the Bears yeah, get that true. here. At, <laughs> I, I, they might hurt. You know, at the end of the season, we'll see if it, uh, the balancing act how it works with their own record and in Carolina's and if it maybe made more sense to to lose this one, depending on how it all goes. But yeah, um, I, I think the Bears are just at least like you said they've. Yeah, there it's not it's rare when there's a Thursday night game that the Bears play on and they're not the reason the game's kind of has the a uh, little less hype <laughs> the Panthers have been oh man poor Panthers fans especially after what Stroud just did I still think that you know it's really early with um with Bryce Young I know there's a lot of fans defending him and and the situation that he's been put in compared to Stroud but um it's hard you can't really worry about that now you got to keep moving forward and i you know for carolina it's still going to be a transition and it's not just the offense i think that's the thing to um it's not necessarily a good thing to remember but um when you're looking at where this record's at i mean they have the the worst um run defense dvoa in the league their pass defense a bit better but it's still a team on that side that has not been putting together anything encouraging and i just think the bears have enough where um you know i, I just have a hard time seeing that it could go either way it really could but i think the bears are going to rely on their what, what's gotten them to to some of their success which is running the ball they're all the way to up to 10th in the offensive dvoa running um we'll see like you said if, if fields come back comes back uh, maybe even a feel even more confident here but even with tyson um go with the bears and a just a, what a what a Thursday night game, just just a beautiful matchup we got here. Yeah, I've seen some people being like, "Hey, we have to consider the Bears in our survivor pool," and I'm like, "Good luck," because it's, uh, yeah, that's a little dangerous. I mean, <laughs> you, you probably are. I mean, it's week ten, so you've you know, if you're still there, if you're still going, you've you've eliminated some good options probably. But 
surely someone else is better than, than the Bears that you have left on the on the table. So we'll see so. If, if anyone uh, gets away with that. All right, this game I want no part of uh, from a betting or pick standpoint, but we have to pick someone. So the Colts minus one and a half against the Patriots. This is in Germany. Um, I'm picking the Patriots here. I don't have a great reason why. I just feel like <laughs> sometimes in these, you know, these games in Europe, you just – you know, games, it's hard. Like, it's really hard yeah. to know how some of these games are going to play out. Again, we didn't expect the Chiefs to get up 21 nothing against the Dolphins. Um, you know, Dolphins come back, of course. But sometimes just get some wacky results in these games. And I, I don't think both teams, I don't have a lot of, you know, to say, I guess, about either team at this point. I mean, they they both can been inconsistent in their own way, I guess. Um, but maybe this is where I'm more like, hey, Patriots need this uh, pretty badly, even though they're 2-7 too. And, They've had a lot of issues. Only scored 135 points this year. Um, but, yeah, it's yikes because the Colts have significant. <laughs> Colts have scored points. They just, um, yeah. you know, that's the thing about the Colts. A little misleading. I think they're actually – I looked this up as part of my note. I think they're the fifth, fourth or fifth in the AFC in scoring right now. So, um, and not bad national. Like, overall in the, the league, like, I think they're higher. Top ten maybe? Something like that in points scored. So, yeah, all that to tell you, I'm picking the Patriots. Don't, don't ask me why, but uh, I'm just going to go with Bill Belichick here on this one. Yeah, they're seventh in yeah. in scoring, um, which is pretty nuts, just ahead of the Chargers in Detroit. So, yeah, they. I mean, obviously a lot of those came early in the season with Anthony Richardson, but they've still put up points. Um, where are they at defensively? With, with <laughs> defensively, it's on the opposite side probably. They've given up. Oh, yeah, points, I'm sure. So. <laughs> I'd have to, yeah, it's. Yeah. It, there's no way it's nearly as high. Um they, they've definitely been a little more all over the place on that side where they'll have some, they've had some games where they've had solid performances, you know, when they beat the the Titans, um, obviously they, they beat up the Panthers last week, had a couple pick sixes. It's just a weird, they're a team that's, man, it's, I think you're still feeling okay if you're a Colts fan because of, you know, the future with Anthony Richardson, you just want to make sure he gets healthy um what he looked like he was so electric early in the year <clears throat> and you still feel like you got some pieces here um so still able to kind of put it together and I think one of the biggest things is I, I said early in the season I felt like getting Shane Steichen really has worked out for them so I feel good about their direction I you know this game like you said it, it could go either way the Patriots have put up some great performance you know when they beat the Bills obviously they we saw um a lot of emotion out of that team and then they just kind of fall back to earth and it's just kind of been that up and down kind of play for them in this game. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. You know, very different than the other game in, in Frankfurt. Without this past week and the hype around the, the Dolphins and Chiefs, uh, two teams here that obviously a ton of history as as rivals for a long time and doesn't have the same luster. But I'll go with the Colts just because I I feel a little bit better about what they've been doing. Even if you know New England could you know if the defense plays well enough, uh, I think they still have a, a chance to to kind of mess things up for Indianapolis. But Colts have just been a little better in my mind. They, you know, a couple calls maybe away from beating the Browns a few weeks ago. Um, had some other games that they didn't really have much of a chance in. But overall, they're, they're a team that, yeah, I, I think is around a 500 football team. And the Patriots in my mind are just, they're just not. So I'll go with the Colts. I'm just calling it now. You're getting me on Vikings Saints and you're getting me on this game. Like, I'm just telling, <laughs> I'm just going to give you my prediction right now. You're, you're getting both of these. So. <laughs> All right, we're both going to get this one, I think. The Browns are the Ravens. The Ravens are six-point favorites in this one. My goodness, you look at the, the Browns injury report. My goodness, there's a lot of um, injuries on there. Guys, listen to this question. We'll end around. Of course, Jedrick Wills was an MCL sprain, um, so that was significant. Uh, that happened in the, the, the last game yeah. uh, there. And so, yeah, I mean, the Ravens just been a machine. And it's interesting. Remember, we went back and made, like, I don't remember when what week that was. We were talking about, like, our sleeper – or best value like picks for the Super Bowl. Ravens were still a little far back there. Yeah. Now, that's probably been over a month ago, but I don't know where they are now, but they are moving up uh, fast. And so you're definitely not getting the number there if you bet a future odd on the, the Ravens winning it because they just look great right now, and there's no way I'm picking against them here. Yeah, I it's it's tough for the Browns because, man, they've, they've the defense, as we know, has been so good. It's been fun to watch this team, and obviously with Deshaun back, they looked better. But man, Arizona obviously transition week, especially after trading Dobbs away, was not going to be pretty for them. Regardless, um, I, I think the Ravens just right now, yeah, they, they look like the best team in the league. That's how, at least right now. Uh, things could change. They are all the way up to number one in total DVOA in the league. The D, I think the big part we, we've seen for a few years the defense 
kind of took a step back. We talked about the pass rush being concerned, and man, this year they've put it all together. This team is disguising things so well consistently. They're they're simulating pressures. They're bringing it at the right times. They're they're confusing guys. Uh, they're making it real tough for their opponents, and I think that's just the biggest thing. I even if the Browns' offense looks a bit better lately. I just don't know against uh, this Ravens defense. So even if the even if the Ravens don't put up a huge point total um, in this game against Cleveland's really just amazing unit, I, I think the, the Ravens are right there as maybe the number two defense in the entire league. And as a result, I, they're just and in this game. And it wasn't even a tough pick for me. And now things if Cleveland forces a bunch of turnovers, maybe things change. But um, I, I think we've kind of seen – um, this Ravens team figure things out to the point where now, I mean, even when they, they crushed them earlier in the year, I think the Ravens are even better than they were then. Maybe the Browns um, have rebounded a bit, but I, I just think the Ravens are the, the best football team in the league at this at this very moment here in Week 10. Uh, the Ravens, it's hard to, with, as long as they stay healthy, they're just so dynamic, man. It's been fun to watch them. Yeah, they look great. Uh, this next game, sneaky good perhaps, the Texans. At the Bengals. The Bengals, seven-point favorites in this one, so Vegas maybe not thinking to be sneaky good. But C.J. Stroud, of course, coming off just the ridiculous performance. We've talked about him from the start. We said you can see it. This guy, you know, has it. It's just clicking everything, you know. And there's been some ups and downs like there would be with any rookie quarterback. But more ups than downs. And they head into this one and fascinating matchup here because Bengals obviously have been rolling. Um, You know, they've won four in a row now. It's Interesting, Dylan. I'd just throw in a quick trivia note here. Everyone in the AFC North has currently, you know, won their game, right? So they're they're on a winning streak, yeah. even if it's just one game. Um, everyone in the AFC South minus the Titans. Everyone in the AFC West on a winning streak. Everyone in the AFC East on a losing streak. Um, <laughs> everyone in the NFC West on a losing streak. Uh, so very interesting how kind of all that has fallen. We're all right this now. together. Yes. Uh, so. <laughs> Things going well for the AFC North, uh, AFC South as well, um, except for the Titans. But, yeah, I mean, I'm picking the Bengals here, but curious to see what the Texans look like coming off that wild win. Um, just, again, I mean, C.J. Stroud, he, he gives you a chance. And so I, I never yeah. discount the possibility here, but Bengals look like a different team than they did the first couple of weeks. Yeah, the Bengals, uh, I know the Ravens, I just noted, they, they look like the best team in the league at this very moment. But, man, the Bengals are not – that far behind uh they've made up tons of ground in dvoa which isn't surprising they're uh, all the way up to 11th they rank in that exact same spot on both offense and defense and yeah it's that balance i we, we found that we've seen the defense really start to kick things into high gear the last few weeks really impressed especially with the performance against san francisco but um and, you know they, they played well against buffalo too even if you know some of the mistakes the bills made i cincinnati put them into those spots and yeah on offense i mean Burrow looks just ridiculous. Like he, he might, you know, he's playing at a ridiculous high level. And that's not to say Stroud is not. Obviously, we just saw Stroud put up, I think, like the fifth or sixth five five TD, four hundred fifty plus yard game in the last or ever or something. You know, some ridiculous number um, uh, of times that it's happened over the last few years. Only I think five or six times. Uh, it's hard to imagine that um, performance week to week carrying over, especially against a much tougher defense here but i think you can still be encouraged obviously if you're a texans fan you're feeling over the moon about that pick and how that's worked out and your coach and D'Amico ryan's and everything they've been able to do the defense still not perfect we knew that wasn't going to be the case but they're getting the job done enough to be around league average with uh as they continue to transition so yeah it's yeah there's no pressure um on on the uh texans in my mind going into this one where cincinnati still even if they look really good and have put together this winning streak they got to keep winning games because yeah the, the afc's really tight um their playoff odds are still only around 60 percent not because they're not really good it's just because there's uh, two three teams that are going to feel like they should have made the playoffs that are not just a matter of fact of how this how this works um these are games they gotta they kind of win to to keep that role and i think they will i know that i think it was about a month ago and stroud talked about murrow burrow kind of being um, playing a mentor role for him this summer and i you know, that is one of the comparisons people have made to how Stroud's looked and how uh, Burrow looked as a rookie um, before his injury. Um, Stroud's just been ridiculous, man. It is so, f- like, going back and, and watching some of the how the, the film guys break down his performances and what he's seeing, how quickly he's processing things. I mean, the, the layered throws over 
over over coverages aren't I'm not overly shocked by because his arm talent was ridiculous and you saw we kept pointing to that Georgia game even if some of the games Mm -hmm. were inconsistent during the during the year he had some flashes obviously all throughout uh, even some of their losses and some of their uglier games um, uh, some throws against Michigan that really stood out too but you saw that potential, but it's the processing being as fast as it is right now, and how he's able to to not let uh, you know pockets breaking down get him down. And yeah, he's got such rapport with those receivers. It's been it's going to be fun. I think the Texans still put up a fight here. That's why we stayed away from it um, as a betting lock. But I think the te- uh, Bengals have found their their contender uh, mold. And um, if I'm not mistaken, I think next Sunday night is going to be Bengals Ravens. So talk about a talk about a heavyweight mat- match that should be. But yeah, this one I'll go with the Bengals finding a way to win, and which should be a fun game with two quarterbacks that are playing at a ridiculously high level at the moment. All right, Packers at the Steelers. Uh, Steelers three and a half in this one. I thought about this, but at three, three and a half, I was not going to make this my betting log. But I mean, I don't know, Dylan. This yeah. is one where it's just hard to pick the Packers. I know they just beat up on the Rams, but. Packers just been really inconsistent. Um, Steelers have two at times, but Steelers are the home team. I'll take them here. I don't have a lot to add to this one. I just think this is kind of one of those games that, um, again, it, it's important for both teams, but I just think the Steelers are probably still better overall. Yeah, I don't have a ton to take away from the Packers win because I think the Rams, um, offense in particular, looked just putrid in that game on yeah. on Sunday. The defense kept them in it for a large, large stretches of it. And I think that's the thing. Like you're, you still only had 13 points on the Rams defense late in that game. Had turned the ball over a few times. It's going to be much different facing the Steeler defense. Um, I, I just think they're a better football team than being at home. Plays a role, but honestly, even if this game was in, in Lambeau, I'd st- I, I see, still need to see a little bit more from Green Bay to uh, be picking them, even if. Yeah, the Steelers haven't been consistent, but it's a defense that has um, continued to to make big strides for them. I think they're the uh, first team to ever. Um, I, don't know, I saw the stat after. I know they had just had the bye week. First team to have a winning record after being outgained in their first eight games. All eight games, the Steelers have been outgained yardage total yeah. yardage wise, and they're five and three, which is just nuts. I think they're. I think they're going to break that total yardage um, that number in this one. I think they'll outgain the Packers. I think they'll win this one. Uh, considered it for a lock, but yeah, it's still eh, still don't have as much trust as I'd like to. So um, I'll just pick them with the win here. <laughs> Speaking of trust, who do you trust in the Titans or the Bucks? Uh, Titans uh, are on the road here. Bucks one and a half point favorites in this game. As we talked about earlier, Will Levis be a starter now for the Titans. No surprise really there, based on uh, what they've done offensively with him in the mix. Uh, Bucks, meanwhile, man, deflating to lose the Texans game. Uh, the way that they did, they got CJ Strouded, uh, but I think the Bucks bounce back here. I still think, you know, again, we've seen a lot of good from Levis. This is still, though, I think a bit of a tough spot. I don't think he puts up the number CJ Stroud did uh, against the the Bucks here, but I don't know. I this is another one where if it, this was a you know a home game for the Titans, I'd probably pick them, but I'll I'll pick the Bucks to bounce back in this one. Yeah, I don't feel amazing about picking the Bucks here. Like you said, it's yeah. the Titans have have played some solid defense, um, kept thing, kept them in it, and and some flashes. I mean, you know, talked about Levis briefly at the beginning. Uh, impressed with some of the plays he's made, even that you know, still going to have some mistakes, but still think early on looks like things could translate pretty well, and I, I think it makes a ton of sense to to have him start the rest of the way to to see what you really have here um, and see how this can all work. It's not like it's not like the you know, they have DeAndre Hopkins, but not the deepest receiving room. Um, it's going to – I think it's just – I'll go with Tampa. I, th- I was impressed with how they played in that Texans game too, obviously on offense. Defense still a concern, but it wasn't so much at times that the defense was really, in my mind, the, the main reason Tampa was giving up those points. It was Stroud making some just ridiculously high-level throws that I don't know if Levis is going to make as consistently yet. So I'll go with the Bucks. Um, maybe this game, like you said, being in Tampa plays – who knows how big of a role, but I'll yeah I'll, I'll go with Tampa. I don't know. I just didn't. I wanted I wanted to pick the Titans, but uh, and I won't be shocked if they win. But I, I'll go with Tampa to win this one. Several of these games in this spot. That one, the next one, Falcons at the Cardinals. There's another one we're going to talk about in a second. Um, Falcons are at the Cardinals. Falcons one and a half point favorite in this one. I just you know my thoughts on the Falcons. I mean they <laughs> they lost that game. The, the Vikings the way they did. They're not even using Bajon Robinson as a you know top tier pick i mean he is i mean tyler algier is getting more of a work yeah. share i think than, than robinson is um meanwhile kyler murray's back i think that gives the cardinals a little bit of a boost which i know again this cardinals team top to bottom 
Falcons probably better, but I don't trust the Falcons in any in any way here. So give me the Cardinals and the the Kyler return on this one. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to go with the Cardinals too. I I'm out. So I know I picked the Falcons to win the division. You had them as a wild card pick. I'm so oh. far out on them. Uh, it's it's been it's been rough to watch, and I, I, the defense has kind of fallen back there too. They're down to 25th in DVOA on that side of the ball. It's just a lot of a lot of yuck, and not that the Cardinals are you know they're they're still right around the, the same range as Atlanta and DVOA. The record for Atlanta definitely one of the better ones down at the bottom of the DVOA barrel. Um, I I just have a hard time feeling it much faith in them, even if you know yeah they in theory should be the better team in this game even with Kyler coming back, but. I'll give the the Kyler boost and uh, um, some of the games that we'd seen even before, yeah, when they had Dobbs in there, where I thought that Arizona put up some fight, uh, some some good things from just overall how that team has approached the year. I know they're one and eight, but I, I do feel like if you're a Cardinals fan, that right things are happening outside of the Texans being good since you own that number one pick. But in terms of what you're what you'd want to see, um, you don't want to win too many games as you're trying to get one of those top picks for. A, Potentially a quarterback, potentially not. We'll see. I, I think the, the Arizona by playing Kyler, you know, could have been different if they were going to have him off the, the roster and they have that. Um, I think there's an injury clause um, in that contract where they'll have to pay him quite a bit more if he does get hurt. Um, but from Arizona's point of view, I think this team really does want to find out what they this new regime wants to see if this is the guy that they want to stick with. They might they might evaluate the, the tape these next few weeks. Um, even with the, the, all the contract situation, obviously having a rookie deal for a QB is very valuable. Um, I'm sure that interested teams, even if even if Kyler does play well, then that just raises his trade value as well. So um, should be fun. I'll, I'll go with Arizona. Just think it's uh, better vibes there, even if the record's much worse. I, I just Atlanta. I'm so out on them. Like I said, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Commanders at the Seahawks. Seahawks six and a half point favorites in this one. You know, I mean, we've seen some some good things from the Commanders offensively. Um, you know, Jahan Dotson, the breakout is finally there, and all those kind of things. But uh, Seahawks got pretty much embarrassed against the Ravens. Uh, I think they bounce back here uh, yeah. in this one, and I think that's probably the difference. I mean, but again, like I said, the Commanders. I mean, coming off the win against the Patriots, um, another game felt like Patriots should have won and just didn't find a way to do it. Uh, commanders have been much every game the commanders have played in minus that you know game against the bears the one against the bills have been close um yeah but i would expect the same here but i i'm just gonna pick the the seahawks yeah i think the seahawks are the better team i think they did get humbled not just in that game but uh, like you know i know they beat the lions early in the year in a, in a close game they beat the browns but they I, overall seattle i just i don't think they're quite on the tier of those top nfc teams and it's uh, not just the – I don't think it's Geno's fault necessarily. I thought he looked fine at times. Uh, just not a lot of guys running open. A lot of, a lot of situations where it uh, wasn't just the, wasn't just the um, execution but some of the play calling on that side that hasn't been consistent. But they have been able to beat the uh, teams that they're better than. Um, their defense hasn't been great, but I, I, I just expect that Seattle's offense against a much worse Washington defense versus the one we just saw – um, the face in Baltimore, especially with the, all the, the trades that Washington made. I just think there's uh, we're going to see a, a pretty good Geno day. Um, if Washington does anything decent well in defense, it's defend the run, not so much the pass, 29th in DVOA against that. Seattle thrives uh, throwing the football this year and ninth on, on DVOA. So, yeah, I'll go, I think Seattle's just a better team. But, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if the, the commanders cover. I probably honestly would if uh, we were picking on spreads. I'd pick the commanders uh, plus six and a half. All right, we wrap up Jets at the Raiders. Jets one and a half point favorites in this one. Um, I'll be honest, I'm a little surprised the Jets are the favorites in this one. Uh, and, and I know better record, but I don't know, man. I mean, barely, right? Four and four and four and five. Uh, I just, look, I cannot trust the Jets offensively against anyone. And it is still wild for me to think that two of their wins this season have come against the Bills and the Eagles. Um I just don't know how that happened. I still still struggle to, to figure that out. But yeah, I I just can't do it. I mean, I just I'm gonna pick the Raiders. The Antonio Pierce effect. G- give me that, Dylan. Like I look, they looked like they were rejuvenated last week. You know, still have deficiencies. I think just from a overall depth standpoint. Yeah. But I I just can't. I mean, I I can't do it. I, I'm picking the Raiders here. The Jets' offense just is t- too much to ask for me to pick them in this game. So. 
This, this game being in Vegas for me does play a role in this as well. If this yeah. was in New York, I you know we've seen the Raiders kind of had some duds in the row, but yeah, the, obviously very different feel and the vibe around the team. They're, they're playing loose, um, and the Jets. I, I I know their defense is dominant. There's one and usually when there's one dominant unit in a game that has other other uh, uh, sets of t- uh, you know the offense and defense that are subpar for both teams. I usually go with that team, but. Yeah, the vibes are vibes are good for Vegas, and I, I just the Jets' offense looks so putrid. I the, we saw Vegas fly around against a, a, another D offense that wasn't so good last week in, in New York uh, with the, with the Giants. So I I think there's enough here where unless Vegas turns the ball over, I mean that's basically they got to just not turn the ball over. If they if they can probably have a little more conservative game plan, I wouldn't be opposed to it from their end because I, I just don't see the Jets' offense putting together way too much um giving them way too much trouble here they've just been uh, it's, it's so frustrating to watch week to week um and you know obviously some more pass rushers that have had success lately for the chargers but still so you know still got max crosby over there and he's still going to be wrecking havoc uh, on this uh jets offense line that's had some injuries so i'll go with the raiders as well in a game that yeah i don't it's still a coin flip in my opinion because i i still think the jets defense could be the difference and just kind of take over to an extent and even if the Raiders uh stifled uh Zach Wilson and company I'd still might not matter much if it's a low scoring game and you get one uh play that sets up a easy touchdown so but I'll go with the Raiders um think that yeah I think they're not I don't see them just completely falling uh back like completely off after that performance I don't think that was a one week kind of thing from this team i think they have enough talented players to at least make this a a close game and potentially pull it out if they if they can have their defense be the one that makes the difference and forces the turnovers yeah antonio pierce off to a good start will he get the head coaching job dylan we'll see now they got a tough schedule the rest of the way that's the only thing still got to play the chiefs twice still got to go play at miami they got the chargers (sighs) they got minnesota who again playoff team (laughs) type but yeah so i don't know record wise and i guess the other question aaron Rodgers, he coming back in a couple weeks or what like is he gonna be back out there i know this Um, is it's all ridiculous man (laughs) he's not playing this week and uh that's all we know so there you go there are picks for week 10 in the nfl of course still a lot of stuff to get everybody ready for the weekend action let everybody know they can find that at clutch points yeah, you can go to the Clutch Points app to the NFL section to follow all the games live as they're going. Tons of stuff in the app as well uh, throughout the week. Looking at fantasy, all, all your you know we already had the waiver wire pickups, but now looking at start them sit them positions. If you still need to, still not feeling great about um, with some of the bye weeks. If you need to still find another guy after uh, maybe failing to pick up a tight end or whatever position. Uh, for me, it's tied in with Kelsey out this week, obviously, with yeah. the bye week. Um, but, yeah, we got all that on, on the app. And then also the NFL section at clutchpoints.com. Tons of stuff, tons of coverage of still last week, lots of lots of fallout still going down, um, a lot of storylines still coming out from the Raiders, people denying things that were reported, um, all sorts of good stuff that you can find in the NFL section. No shortage of drama at the moment in the National Football League. Uh, I guess there never is, though. Never. Uh, all right, check it out there. And, uh, again, uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast app you use, search for Establish the Pass. And thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time here on the Establish the Pass podcast.